You are listening to the Crossing Anchor Podcast in Detroit, Michigan. So glad to have you with us today. If this encourages you or helps, please share the word and bless others as well. Let's start with today's content. Well, welcome to the third edition of the Cross and Anchor podcast. And today is going to be super special because we have some incredible people with us. Uh, we have Kevin Daughtry from Yellowbox Creative, and I'll let you tell uh, more about what you do in a little bit. We also have Pastor Fillmore Bolds from C3 NYC, and I'm really excited about today's conversation. I think it's going to be incredible because you guys are two great people to speak into what we're talking about. Um, we've been doing this podcast now for a few months, and usually each month we kind of sum up the message series for that month and talk about it, and we will touch on that today. But I also want us to talk about something that I think both of you guys have a lot to contribute to, and that's talking about creativity within the church. Um, so before we jump into everything, why don't you guys just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah, I am Fillmore Bolds, uh, as you said, uh, and uh, I am married, actually, which is uh, probably the most important thing about me. Uh, my wife is Caitlin, uh, Korean-American, beautiful, smart, all the good things, better half, uh, all the things you probably heard. Uh, someone said before, but it's true. Uh, and yeah, we're actually recently married um, as of December 2020. Uh, but I also live in New York City, uh, and I've been a part of a church there called C3 NYC for six years now. Uh, and I moved to New York just to be there to plant with no money, no apartment, just a dollar in a dream mm. uh, to see God do something special. And uh, our pastors, or my pastors are Josh and Georgie Kelsey, uh, and I think they're, they're heroes. So, um, yeah, I'm just happy. Yeah. And I, I'm part of the team there and help with uh, locations. And I just have been there since day one. So I just do whatever is, is asked of me. Uh, but God has done a lot, of thing, a lot of great things and excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Yes. And uh, Kevin Daughtry. Yes. Looking so good. Hey, I got, I borrowed a jacket for this. You know what I'm <laughs> now one of those walk into the closets and you got to like, you know, pay a deposit to get the jacket. Right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you, you need something like that for an occasion like this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was good. No, I'm, I'm, I hail from Mississippi originally, but right. I reside I don't live in Mississippi anymore. I reside in Houston, Texas. Um, and I'm going to take a lesson from Fillmore <laughs> and say I'm also married. Yeah. Um, and uh, my wife Natalie and I have uh, been together longer than we were single, actually. We started dating in ninth grade. We met in seventh grade. Wow. And we just celebrated. That's so we were nice. dated for seven and a half years before we got married. We just celebrated 16 years uh, married. And so we are, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy ride. We have three kids. Uh, my oldest is going to turn 15 this year. So wow. Wow. pray for, pray for, that's why yeah. is that, I mean, so I went, I went bald. When did you go bald? <laughs> Dude, I went bald before kids. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, what, what is going to happen when you have a 14 year old? I'm wondering. I don't know. I, like, is it possible to go more bald? I, like if I don't know, we'll find out. We'll find out. It's going to be good. No, but we're excited, excited to be here. And, uh, I, uh, run an agency for churches called yellow box. It's uh, we're, we're committed to developing creativity in the local church. Awesome. And we're super excited to always continue to partner with Cross and Anchor and all the crazy ideas <laughs> that you guys have. I love it. I love it. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, we um, 
we're just trying to keep up sometimes with our own ideas. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to have you guys both. Yes. Um, we, we really love you guys and what you do. And I think this is going to be a great discussion. Let's do it. Because I think so too. Creativity in the church is something that is, is really crucial, I think. Um, and also really, th- there's just so many different opinions about how much it should be like a part of church. There's so many things that can go wrong <laughs> with creative, like <laughs> if it's, um, and I think that's going to be a great discussion. But before we jump into that, I do want to touch on this series, The House That He Builds, that we continued this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Fillmore gave a message in this series. Uh, I also gave a message. And um, I loved, like, just going back to the book of Acts, mm-hmm. getting the blueprint mm-hmm. for what the church should look like. Um, I wanted to ask you, Fillmore, what do you think is talking about the church broadly? Uh-huh. You know, not like our specific churches. Yes. Church broadly, what do you feel like is something that is just out of that blueprint is just really kind of missing in, mm. in the church today. Yeah, that's good. That's actually a really good question. First, I love the series title, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's probably one of my favorites, The House That He Builds. Awesome. Uh, so well done. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think, so yeah, we talked about learning, loving, praying, worshiping, I, uh, pr- you know, worshiping and witnessing. I would say probably praying, the prayer of worshiping. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, part of the reason is not because people maybe don't have an intention to pray. Uh, maybe they don't know how to pray. Uh, they don't know the effect and the power of prayer. Uh, or maybe um, they maybe don't want to pray. But I do think that prayer is something that we can all grow in. Um, I also think just the comforts of Western society. I'm speaking to Western, you know, uh, churches. I don't really know much about Eastern churches or churches in Africa uh, or other places, but I can speak uh, to, you know, the churches maybe in America and across the board, just from interactions with people. Uh, We we do have uh, kind of the basic necessities, so we can kind of retreat to self-comfort and not necessarily realize that everything that we have belongs to God, mm. uh, is from God, but also that we do need God uh, for, for everything. We need his grace, we need his power, we need his love, but also his prayer, prayer makes a difference. So that's probably the thing I, I would say that if every church uh, in the world, uh, but every church in America, Detroit, New York, across the board, had committed disciples praying, uh, we would see God's power move. That's good, man. Uh, so I would say that, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that um, prayer is the secret to, to like, successful Christian living, mm-hmm. you know, being a church that's making a difference in your, in your city. Like, a, a church that we're all inspired by is Church of the Highlands. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Alabama, and Pastor Chris Hodges puts such an emphasis on prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big reason why God has, you know, done what he's done through them. Um, and it's so easy to neglect it's like the first thing to go. Exactly. You know? Like we'll do everything else, but like prayer is like, oh, you know, I, I don't even know if I have time for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, and the arrogance we the have. The arrogance. Yeah. Well, I totally. If you think about like your launch team, for example, this is one of the things that Art talk, talks about, the association related churches, obviously that came out of Highlands, but they actually say like, if I can have one person as the first person on my lead team, it would be an intercessor. And that's mm. not the one you would typically peg. Nope. If you're going into <laughs> that's like, good. Yeah. I mean, cause they're not, intercessor ain't gonna run the LED wall right. and the lights, you know, but that's the, that's just not the, the thing you typically really factor good. in, but it is, it is something, and this is what is behind, it pushes you forward mm. and sets the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Foundation built on prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And um, I think it's sorely missing um, in the in the church today, so that's like a, I think a really spot. That's on. a great question. Um, so 
when uh, in 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 my message. Um, <laughs> oh, I like how you got into it. Like, yeah. yeah, I just you know this is my message. The, the, the emphasis. The emphasis. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> The, the whole series is called The House That He Builds, and that's really, you know, that's what this is all about, is Jesus is building a house. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we get to play a part in it, but mm-hmm. he's the one who's building it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been building it forever, mm-hmm. uh, and he continues to build it. He's faithful to build it. Uh, and then we talked about how it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, we want our church, if it's not known for anything else, to be known as a church that is about Jesus. That's good. And I think that... Um, Somewhere along the line, like we get the focus put on the wrong thing, mm-hmm. you know, like we want to be the most hip church or we want to be the most creative church or we want to be the most uh, outreach oriented church or we want to be the most and all those things are great, you know, mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day, if it's not about Jesus, then it's not That's good. anything that really matters, mm-hmm. you know, it's just entertainment. It's just fluff. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's so easy to get caught up in all the other things. And I want to be cautious with that because I also know that there's another side of that conversation that when people are like, oh, yeah, it's just it's all about Jesus. And to them, it's like, well, then we shouldn't be creative and then we shouldn't yeah. care about this stuff. And then and you just only care about all this stuff and you're not really about <laughs> Jesus. And that's not the case either. I mean, he, he holds all things together. He's creator of all things. So that means that we should be care about those things if he cares about those things and he is the one that created those things to that to your point yeah. you know like it's i think when people say that um they have a maybe a misconstrued vision of who jesus is yeah. uh and and what he what he does and what he has that's done. a great point yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that and that's the that's the passage you know colossians like yeah. in him by oh, wow. him for yeah. him through him where all things created he holds it all together mm-hmm. um and uh and so in order to really bring attention and honor and glory to him, I think it actually makes sense that we would be creative mm. yeah. and, and that, and that we would even lead the way in creativity instead of following the, I mean, nothing wrong with following trends and stuff, but I'm just saying like, instead of constantly being the ones copying, mm-hmm. if we were actually, the church was actually out front creating mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and, and you guys are not going to brag on yourself. So let me brag on you for just a second. And then that will help set up what we're about to talk about. Cause we're just getting there. No, he's, he's, there. he's the, he's the creative. Oh, well, okay. No, no, man. Look, like, <laughs> I've heard stories. I've seen stuff. I know Dude, about you. No, Fillmore's so creative. Like, oh, uh, I, I like, I always love what he's wearing. I'm always like, I wish I could wear that, but I can't pull it off. Um, whenever I go and, and see Fillmore, I'm like, dude, I'm so behind. Um, but no, so, so Pastor Fillmore is a part of C3 New York City, which honestly, the, one of the first things that drew me to follow C3 and what you guys were doing was the creative Yeah, piece. it's a creative mm-hmm. powerhouse of a church. It really mm-hmm. is. It, it really is. Like the, the stuff you guys are doing is, is, I feel like it's trendsetting. It's, it's not like, um, oh, what's the most recent thing? And then like coming alongside mm-hmm. you, it's actually like mm-hmm. kind of pioneering. Mm-hmm. You mean, um, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. They're the head, not the tail. Is that what you're trying no, to do? No, oh, Shata. Preach come it, on, Pastor come Kevin. They're, they're the head, not the tail. And, I like um, that. I, uh, I remember when it was C3 Brooklyn. Yes. Then it was C3 New York. And now there's locations in Paris and yes. Berlin. And um, I think it's going to continue to expand. But so you guys do creativity so well. And you do it in a way that honors God. Uh-huh. And you do it in a way that makes sense in your context. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're in New York, and I think that for those who maybe don't know, um, I, I, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but like I've been in New York several times, know a lot of churches there. Like because it's such an entertainment, oh, yeah. you know, capital, yeah. you, you almost have to 
like not be like that as a mm-hmm, church because mm-hmm. people people are like they're that's used their to profession. it they're yeah, used yeah, to yeah. it like but you guys somehow you pull it off you do it well it engages people it's done with excellence um and so i'm really looking forward to hear some of the stuff that you know that you guys put into your creative process or that you know whatever you speak into that and um kevin with yellow box like you guys have done such an incredible job just like helping churches understand the importance of creativity and using it and leveraging it um, to reach people. Now, we're in this studio called yes. Eightfold. Our church actually started here. Wow. So our first six weeks before we moved into the big cathedral, we're in this building. And, um, and there's people who like work here full time. This is their job is to make, make creative stuff. And we put together this video to launch the church and we played it here. And some of the guys upstairs, they all like came down as we were kind of rehearsing and they were drawn into what was happening at our church, would never be interested in church otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I love the guys who work here. They're just not really, you know, mm-hmm. religious people, church people, but drawn into it because it was done with such excellence. They were like curious and it brought them in. So all that to say, yes. I'm talking a bunch. I want to hear from this is you great. guys yeah, have yeah. to say. Like, what do you feel like is the role of creativity within the church? And um, how can we just continue to be better at that? Yeah, um, I guess I can go. Um, I think, one, the role uh, is an important role. (laughs) That's what I would say I would start with, because there could be people listening to this or churches or whatever Mm -hmm. who maybe don't place a value on creativity. So first and foremost, I think we got to understand that it is important. Uh, that uh, excellence in glorifying God through the gifts and the talents and the raw materials that he's given us and the intellect and the mind and, uh, you know, all of, all of heaven declares the, the, the glory of the Lord, you know? We, if you, you, most people, when they go and see an ocean or they go and see God's creation, there's something that moves them. Um, so if God's creation moves the human heart, why shouldn't we as individuals created in his image, therefore create things that move the mm, human heart. That's good. Um, so I think that's like the base level from a theological perspective, like, hey, it's important, you know? Um, but I would say that, um, yeah, I think the thing that we really have tried to do from day one, um, and I've learned all of this from uh, my leaders, uh, Josh and Georgie in New York, but one thing I would say is, is from day one, we shared stories. So we had people share their stories. This was, they weren't necessarily filmed or vetted, but day one, <laughs> house church, when, when they were just meeting in a home, like, well, they were, we're sharing stories. We're not going to take that one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but we found a way to creatively uh, showcase mm. individual stories um, that are raw and vulnerable in a creative way, uh, so to connect with the human heart. Uh, and I would, I say that to say that I think a way in which we can grow in it is, hey, find a God story to tell in your city or within your community and figure out how to connect people to it mm-hmm. uh, in a moving way. Because if you, if you go to a movie or if you listen to music, it's the, it's the, it, what's compelling most of the time is the story that's being told in the song. Yeah. Uh, and there's a story that God is writing in every church. There's a story that God is writing in every city that you and I are actually called to creatively communicate with his redemptive power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a question that we're always asking is, how does this elevate Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, our big thing is our vision is Jesus. So we're trying to help people see Jesus mm-hmm. through an Instagram post, through a story, through whatever it is. Does this elevate the person? He said it himself. Uh, you know, I've, I'm drawn up 
I would draw all, if I'm yeah. lifted up, I'm going to draw all men to myself. So I think just creatively thinking through that. And then one last thing is, uh, like once you meet someone in a foyer prior to, you know, uh, COVID or whatever, uh, and you real like you meet 80% of the people that say they found your church through a creative post or through a, yeah. you realize the impact that it's having oh, and, totally. that, and that gives you the motivation. So yeah. um, those are some thoughts that I have. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I think like one of the things that you guys do so well um, as well is that like the stories that you share and the stuff that you post, it's, it, it feels, and I, I believe it is, authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where it gets off. Where mm-hmm. the church misses it a lot of times. Is, is like, you know, it, yeah, creativity can be given a bad name when it's like not real, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it doesn't come across or it, it feels forced or gimmicky. It, yeah. Or gimmicky, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so, um, how do we, how do we avoid that? Well, I think, you know, going back to the, the most important part of that answer probably would be the, the authenticity of the story, mm-hmm. right? That's good. And in the reality of, I honestly believe if Jesus was walking the earth today, he'd be a filmmaker. Mm. Because if you look at his parables and you look at the stories he tells, uh, all the all the filmmakers were like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> all <laughs> the preachers are like, uh, "No, no, <laughs> don't say that." But like, if you look at the way he he packages the parables and the stories, um, you visualize them when That's you good. read them. Mm-hmm. And he had such a way of doing that. He wasn't trained in that. He wasn't a professional speaker, right? I mean, he was he, that wasn't his trade. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that was obviously a gift and and a part of that divine nature in him which comes from his creator. Mm. And so I think when, we, when we're at the church, we look at, you know, all right, we're created, you said it earlier, we're created mm-hmm. in his image, yes. right? But what is his image? His image is creative. I mean, I don't know how else you explain someone making the earth <laughs> and, the, and the universe and forming all these things. Um, I even look at, it sounds really cheesy, but I even look back at Adam and Adam literally names all of the species. That's good. It's a great and thought. he's like, I mean, if you were to like, if we're sitting on a, on a, piece of wood somewhere and all these animals are coming up and we're naming them like they would all be the dumbest name right they yeah. would be like tom <laughs> uh well it's a giraffe i think no i'm not going to call it a giraffe i think i'm going to go with uh, uh uh you know jimmy yeah, yeah, Jim, yeah let's go with jimmy yeah you know so it's like we're to think i'd be about, done after like 10 right yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah like, i'd be done I'd be, i'm anymore. out of names i don't i mean there's no google to like look up <laughs> right. so it's like this is if you think about something it sounds really cheesy but think about the immense creative power that was innately birthed in us and Jesus was a perfect example of how to use that for telling stories and the power of the story to shine the light, like he said, to, if I'm going to, you're going to raise him up and bring that light on him That's and good. watch it expand and see and draw all men to himself. Yeah. And, and I think that the reason that we fail sometimes in the church is because that might not be our goal. Mm, that's right? good. Our, our goal might be to that's really good. try to compete with the church down the street. Or a goal might be to, I'm just going to, I just, all I know to do is to grow and to expand. And so that's I, really it's, good it's struggle of, of that nature. And that, really and good thought. can't win that battle, mm. right? Because that's not what thought. we're called to do. And so I think that, um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times in, as, an, as a creative service churches all over the United States and even internationally that, uh, that you know, hey, what, do you have an example of when you say bold, what does that mean? Or when you say this, what does that mean? Like, what is your heart for your city? And I just get like an example of all the big name churches mm-hmm. and they're like, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, that, that's great. That, that works really good for that church in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not in Florida. Yeah. 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 So what's going to happen for you? And so I think the discovering of telling our unique stories through the lens that God has called us to, to the communities, that's what worked for you guys is it was your story. Mm. 
you know? And so the power of the story, make it original, like you're saying. If, if I can add one more thing. Uh, yeah, I find it fascinating, uh, and maybe you guys already know this because you're uh, Bible scholars, uh, but I find Far it fascinating it. that in Scripture, the first person we see uh, mention of being filled with the Spirit was not a prophet, was mm. not a priest, was not a king, but it was a craftsman, Bezalel, Amen. Wow. in the building of the tabernacle. Uh, he was a creative of sorts, um, which lets me know that, you know, because there, there can be like this sort of sacred, secular sort of divide, like, you know, because, you know, and maybe in like creative team meetings, you know, there's not prayer that's involved. Mm. You're just kind of like all going, but like, why wouldn't we get a creative team or leaders or filmmakers or whatever together? And like, hey, that can be like, we pray, we start off in prayer, asking yeah. God to fill us with divine imagination. And, and, and mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just relegating that to like the prayer team or yeah. to the preachers or to the, you know, yeah. to the people who are doing like pastoral ministry. No, all of it should be accompanied with uh, the spirit of, of that's Jesus. Really yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. I think like we immediately associate being filled with the spirit to being like, yeah, a prophet on pers- team at church. Now, exactly. You know? And it's like God is, is into all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And um, the creative spirit comes from him. Mm-hmm. I think like we need to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Like the creative spirit comes from God. Yeah. And so it's a good thing. And if you're wired to think creatively, I think about my wife and she serves as the creative director for our church. And she's just, the way she processes and sees the world and thinks, like it's just so different than me. Mm. And, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good. a way to communicate a story that, that can radically uh, you know, affect somebody's heart and even result in their life being changed. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you feel, it looks like you have something to say. No, I was just going to say, I think that like, you, you tapped on something there. Like creatives, I mean, I think in, we're all created in his image. So in every person there is this you know, kind of seed of creativity. But when you say creative person, when you say a creative, we call them just creative. But the idea is that that, that is someone who sees the world differently through a different lens. You, you, you kind of harped on that for a second. But that's, it is something that we see for one of the biggest rising groups, uh, even professionally, so even outside the church, is the rise of the creative class. Um, and this isn't something that's like, you know, if you look back 50 years, you're looking at Mad Men era. And yeah. like, like all these, you know, just a bunch of dudes smoking cigarettes, just going, <laughs> hey, this is the campaign we need to do for the cigarette brand, you know? <laughs> it's toasted. We're gonna say toasted. And, 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 that, and that was back in the day, but you know, there, there's so many more layers to being creative. You know, it's not just ad campaigns. It's not just that, it's literally, you're, you're trying to tell the story of the gospel uh, through the lens of in the way that the world would understand it. And so you can decipher unique problems and unique scenarios. And I think that so many times we get stuck in our Christianese bubble. Mm. And so it gets, it gets lost or mistranslated. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a church that I, I, I saw uh, online that they had a campaign and they had this billboard put above their, their building. And it's a great statement. Like you, we would all agree with the statement <laughs> at face value. The statement said, in Christ, we are a miracle, or no, I said, in Christ, you are a miracle, not a mistake. Mm-hmm. But there's two words in that that change the meaning to everybody on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. In Christ. Mm-hmm. For us, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. In Christ, we're a miracle, not a mistake. But when you're speaking Christianese and you're so used to that bubble and you're so used to looking inward and you're not that's looking good. outward, that's what prayer does. Prayer 
forces you to look outward. That's a really good thought. Because you're going to say, okay, how would this translate to me? I'm the outside looking in. That means to me, I'm not in Christ. I don't even know what in Christ means. Yeah, so true. So when I say, when I see on the side of a billboard that in Christ you're a miracle, not a mistake, I'm a mistake. Right. <laughs> because I don't know what that means. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because, so what, you shorten it. Sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no that, I think that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant. So it's like, exactly. So there's, there's ways in which we are creating uh, f- like within and maybe for the church, mm, mm. Uh, for, you know, so art for the church, but also art from the church. Yes. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and those are the sort of things that you need to think through uh, because yeah, like we get so caught up in our Christian jargon and vernacular that we actually don't realize that most people don't um, actually understand that, which is why this is just me personally. And if you guys have said it, I don't actually use the saying, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Because if you, t- if you tell that to someone who's, like, not a believer, they're going to look at you and be like, you go to church every Sunday, you pray, you read an ancient text. Like, that seems pretty religious to me. Yeah. No, why not just be able to say, oh, our religion is pure. That's good. It's that's like really like good. James talks about, like, yeah. why not delineate, meet them where they're at, but mm. just show them how this is a different way. A different yeah. way. So that's just a thought that I have. That's there. great. I, I think, like creativity when we when we use it um with the gift that god's given us it should like create a bridge instead of creating a barrier that's good amen that's good and i think that um you know like the example that you used of the billboard unintentionally created a barrier yeah when it was meant to create a bridge yeah the hearts were right and and i think that if we can understand our creativity can be used like you know yeah, there's people who are going to preach, and there's people who are going to lead worship, and, and, and there's people who are going to greet as, as someone comes in the door. All that's awesome. But I think that sometimes creatives feel like my gift can't be used in the same way. And it's actually, yes, it can. Yeah. You, you can bring someone to Christ through your creativity. And um, at the same time, there's also the understanding, I think, that we should have that, like, don't just use your creativity for the church. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's okay to be a creative in like the, the world, you know, w- what do you think? And I know Kevin, you have some thoughts on this. <laughs> like <laughs> you have some thoughts on a lot of things. Uh, don't follow him on social media. Don't, don't <laughs> follow me on social media. <laughs> um, but, but like, how can we be better as the church empowering um, our creatives to, to use their gifts in the world and not feel guilty about that, I guess, or, or not feel like they're, um, you know, that they can't really be used to the same level as somebody who's on staff at a church or whatever. Sure. I mean, well, we're called to be the salt and light of the world, right? Like, that's what, that's the commandment we, we have. And salt adds flavor, right? Light illuminates the shadows. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we're the only nation in the world, America is the only nation in the world that has a Christian music industry, has a Christian movie industry, has a Christian, like, television set, <laughs> set up. Not, not that I'm saying those are bad innately, but I think what it's allowed us to do is create isolation, mm. right? And so why would you, you know, you, you hinted on it at it earlier. Um, I believe the church should be the most creative force because we are the ones in touch with the creator, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's good. But a lot of times what happens is that's not us. Um, we because we create content for us. And I think there's a there's a really good you know, way to look at it is church, art from the church and art 
for the church. And mm -hmm. I think that all we've been creating is art for the church. Mm -hmm where we should be doing both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one, it's not saying don't write worship songs. That's a, those are powerful moments, exactly. right? Like that's, that takes creativity too. But what about the art from the church? And so if you're creative and you don't, you serve at a church, but that's not your profession, you, you do work outside the church, you're still using that gift and that power and take it as an opportunity to go, you know what, I, I, I can use what God's given me to make the world a better place and spread some of that salt out yeah. And, and, and you're going to be able to, someone's going to be, Hey, why, how is that happening in you? Like, how are you able to think that angle? Man, I, I, I'm following my creator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a powerful way to live. Well, and some of the most creative people of all time have been Christians. Well, Christians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I had a thought because, uh, cause our, our pastor preached a message on that, uh, salt and light. And he also talked, he also talked about how salt is a preservative, mm. Uh, in the sense, particularly in that, um, in the in the context where Jesus is speaking, so in the sense, creatives are meant to preserve yeah. all that is good, true, holy, beautiful in the world, That's really good. Uh, and and without having a label on it that says CCM, yeah. you know, uh, it doesn't have to, you know, I think it was C.S. Lewis that says we don't uh, need more Christian books. We need more Christians writing books yeah. type of thing, you know, like, or Christian art or one of those. I mean, yeah. we don't need like a God's not dead part seven. We're saying we don't need that. I'm just, I'm really concerned. Yeah. Hey, um, there's so, a lot to still be said about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, I think, preserving it's our responsibility to to preserve you know and because beauty moves the heart you know mm, that's good and um it, it matters it does and it's not less christian because all that is good all that is truly beautiful and true comes from the one and true god yeah that's a great point like if you and sorry i'm kind of if you're watching this and not just listening i'm kind of moving around awkwardly on my <laughs> chair because it's cutting off the circulation of my leg so <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that's just a little bonus for you guys who are watching. Um, but the, um, the, the idea that like, um, just by creating something that is good and that's pure and that's beautiful, like, uh, so I, I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a creative. I do appreciate creativity. I really want it to be a, a, a very big part of our church. I just like, that's just kind of part of who I am. And um, I, I want to be able to reach people in that sphere. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think sometimes people misunderstand and they're like, oh, you just want to look cool. You just want to be vibey. It's like, mm -hmm. no, we want to we reach people. Mm -hmm. And we're never going to reach those people by putting out some, you know, horrible junk. Like, it's got to be excellent, you know? And I'm, I'm you know, taming my words now for the podcast. <laughs> but but um, I, I, I am uncensoring them in my mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But um, I, I think like, Christians shouldn't get a pass on like for, for, to make you know semi quality beef, whatever. <laughs> you know, like we we have to we have to do things in a in a great way that points people to Jesus. And um, when when you can like, there's so much art in the world that is dark, that that is um, you know hopeless, that like doesn't create a picture that's beautiful. And I think of like uh, one of my my favorite filmmakers is Terrence Malick. Mm -hmm. And Terrence Malick is, um, he, he is a man of faith. Like, I don't really, I haven't had an interview with him. I, I, like, I don't know if he checked. Do you confess boxes. Jesus as Lord? That's, right. the next, that's the next podcast, guys. Is that, that's Terrence the next Malick. Yeah, yeah. But just the way that he, there's something in the way that he films. There's something in the way that the cinematography of, of his films, like, it just, it's beautiful. 
and there's a light to it. And, and so many filmmakers have been inspired by him, like Christopher Nolan and, and all these people. And like, you know, I, I've never necessarily heard the gospel preached in his stuff, although there is hints of it. But even Brad Pitt filming a movie with him came to faith, like mm-hmm. went from being like agnostic to like, I think I have faith now. Mm-hmm. And anyway, all that to say there is, there's power in, in just doing something that is pure mm. and lovely and beautiful and doesn't necessarily have to have John 3.16 stamp on it. Well, I think, right, so like, I think Christians are called to make the world better, mm-hmm. right? So like, if, if you have a gift, I'm just thinking about like, you know, even like engineers or mechanics or yeah. whatever, like the, that's, you're creative as well, because you're, you're problem solving, mm-hmm. you know? And if, if you can solve problems with your creative gifts, that is adding value to the world. And a Christian is called to add value to the world. That's really good. Um, so I think that for, for people listening to this and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not a painter, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a filmmaker, uh, I'm not a songwriter, but maybe you are an engineer. Uh, maybe you are in tech. Like you, are, you can help solve problems in the world through your creative gift mm. um, and by adding value to the world. So that's, really that's what I would say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think like... Um, there are people who maybe feel like left out of a conversation like this, but the truth is that um, all of us have a creativity in a, inside of us because we are created in the image of God. And there's something in each person that's unique that points to a characteristic or, or um, something of God that, that not everybody has. You know, like God has uniquely wired us differently. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and praise God. Yeah. Don't, don't think, yeah. you know, hearing a conversation like this, don't think like, Oh, well, you know, all like all I do is, you know, like I, I, I'm the, an accountant. I, I'm an accountant. That's better than a plumber. Everybody says a plumber. It's like plumbers are great too, but I just, I, it's overused anyway. So like I, I'm an accountant or, um, I manage a retail space or I, um, I work, you know, just creating systems and I'm on Google docs all day. Hmm. Like, um, I think like that's, that is great too. And there's something that you can do in that. Approach that with excellence. Mm. Approach that with creativity mm-hmm. and, and bring life into what you do. And invite God into that space. Prayerfully yes. consider it. Lord, help me with these books. Mm. Yeah. You know, help me with these liabilities and with these assets. How can I make this uh, more efficient? Or you know what I mean? Like yeah. just inviting God. God cares about that stuff. We're, yeah. we're very ignorant to think that God does not care like, I often think, like, 80% of our life is spent at work. Do you think God doesn't want to speak to you about yeah, that? Right. <laughs> totally. Well, I, th- I think that we, a lot of times, will only invite the Holy Spirit into the moment. Exactly. But there's the planning that we can invite him into, mm, too, right? That's good. So, like, we, we, we're used to inviting the Holy Spirit into the moment. That's what we know. But time really is irrelevant in the heavenly realm. Like, it's, mm. not, it's, it's not something that that they deal with right or that, yeah. that is above it's it's our earthly kind of curse time right and so it's the reality of like hey this is happening two weeks from now well if we had invited the holy spirit into that planning imagine what we could do imagine mm. what we could create and even in the, in, in the things that seem mundane like you know i remember one time i was writing a script for this project and and i and i was like just not inspired <laughs> you know what i'm saying i was just like coming up with the worst stuff and i was like oh god <laughs> Help me here. And so I just <laughs> like when he was doing our thing. Yeah, no, uh, it, no, I don't know. It might've been, but I, I um, you know, so I, I went on, on the roof and got away from the space that I was in 
and and I was overlooking like Houston's in the background and you know I was like just walking along the roof of this building in downtown and just like praying okay God like give me stuff and so I just I, just, yeah, I stopped the work mm. and spent some time with God mm. and it's crazy like sometimes we only do that when we need something mm. and that's not when it that's happens so good. and then sometimes when you do it just to be with him just to have that moment that's when the thing unlocks inside of you and the problem can get solved. I don't know if this is a reach, um, uh, a theological reach, Ooh, but it makes on, me it. think of uh, that scripture um, that says when Peter uh, went on the roof to mm, pray, mm. Um, it, it speaks I like it. It spoke as if it was a normal routine. Yeah. You know, like I, if, I, if, if, I, if I'm remembering the wording correctly, it was like the roof at the time to pray. So it was like a normal thing that he was doing. And then just at his normal habit, he gets this vision, obviously, hey, you know, the gospel is not just for the Jews, it's for the Gentiles. So I think when we have those habits of just spending time with God, God will speak to us about things that are concerning us. That's good. Speak to us about things that obviously Peter cared about the gospel and its implications. Obviously, God, if, if Peter cared about it, so obviously God cared about it. Obviously, God cares about the things that uh, you're putting your hand to in the world, and he'll speak to you if you just make those regular rhythms to pray. Well, really the good. crazy thing with that story is what that ended up doing for Peter is he going into the centurion's home. Yes. Right? Was the first time in his adult life that he became ceremonially unclean. Mm. He's a Jew walking into a Gentile's home. Mm-hmm. And because he obeyed God, even though it went against everything that he was taught, he went in, and the entire household got saved. That's good. And spirit-filled, like in the moment. They were all like, boom, it just happened. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a really great place to kind of, uh, like, land the plane for our conversation. Seat uh, backs up. And, yeah, like, why is that a thing? It's like, <laughs> like this, uh, it's really it's like, okay, now you're good. Nah, it's yeah. going to set the whole thing off if you don't put your seat back up. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many crashes have happened? Because, because of seat, seat backs. backs. The tray tables. That's uh, the other thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I could, we have a whole other conversation about planes. about planes, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's a really great place to end this is just being reminded to come back to that, that simplicity of, of relationship mm-hmm. and letting creativity being, you know, be birthed from there. I, like there's a, a quote that always comes to my mind that a pastor said a long time ago that I heard and he said, think outside of the box and inside of the book. Mm. And I think like, um, as creative, sometimes we have a tendency like, we take that creativity like a little bit too far, you know, like, a little, like it's kind of like, oh, we got outside of what is actually mm-hmm. in scripture. But like the truth is the more that you are attached to scripture, like the more creative you're going to become, good. Mm-hmm. you know, and um, there's no limit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that, like the simplicity of like the relationship, bring, inviting God in to every sphere of life and not just the ones that you think are holy mm-hmm. or Christian, but all of it, because mm-hmm. all of it matters to God. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe, Fillmore, maybe you could just close us like in prayer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so funny because coming full circle. Hey. Mm. Started with prayer, ending with prayer, because we started. That's true. Yeah. Look at Holy that. Spirit theme here. So Lord, we just thank you uh, for everyone listening. Uh, uh, and we just ask God that you would, uh, yeah, just seal the things that you uh, maybe illuminated in their heart uh, from this podcast. Lord, we pray just a blessing over every hearer. Uh, Lord, we just also pray a blessing over these podcasts, Cross and Anchor podcast. I pray, God, for your favor to be upon them, Lord, for it to be truly uh, accomplishing that which you please. And Lord, we thank you for creativity in the church. I thank you for every person a part of your body uh, in your church, Lord, having a passion and an inspiration to be who they're called to be so that we can lift you up 
uh, preserve all that is good, and see um, your glory fill the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast today. You can hit subscribe. You can share this with friends if it's encouraged you. And uh, we'll be back again next month. If you want to find out more from Pastor Fillmore, you can find him on social media as well as C3NYC. And with Kevin, don't follow him on social media, but <laughs> find Yellowbox. Yes, follow Yellowbox. <laughs> and uh, no, Yellowbox has been a real tremendous help to us as well as C3NYC. You guys are both friends of our house. Uh, and pastors Josh and George. We love you guys. Yeah. And um, they'll, they'll be tremendous assets to you. So thanks again for watching, listening, and we'll see you next month. Thank you for listening to the Cross and Anchor podcast from Detroit, Michigan. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and share this with others. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. And let's live our lives on purpose.